1: Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. The Lions' third preseason game is over, which means the starters are now out of the games, and the regular season is ramping up. Every day, we inch closer and closer to opening day. I'm pumped. The Blue Kool-Aid drinkers are pumped. UJ Bob, Ruddog. We are all here, and We have our reactions from the third preseason game. Um, reactions to the Ragnow and Davis injuries. How's that going to affect the Lions starting the season? Who's going to step up? Um, stock up and stock down. Um, we're discussing on this podcast And then Joe Cleveland fan Joe Is our first victim Entering the Lions Den This season So we want to thank him for coming on As always people Listeners Please subscribe Please leave a review And follow us on Instagram At drinking the blue Kool-Aid Follow us on Twitter At dtbk_lionspod. Underscore Thank you everybody for listening And enjoy the pod
2: this is drinking the blue kool-aid a detroit lions podcast we're lifelong lions fans uj
0: rug dog
2: bob connor and i'm your host big z to talk about your favorite team the detroit lions where victory isn't just talked about it's earned one pride. Let's get this podcast rolling.
1: All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. It's August twenty-fifth. The Lions' third preseason game is in the books, and it was, uh, oh, it was a little bit of a rough one in terms of the ramifications for the beginning of the season. But we got Rudd Dog, we got Bob, Yo. we got UJ. Hey, hey. hello there. That big Z, and we're back again uh, to talk some more Lions football, of course. And at, let's just get right to it, gentlemen. Um, the injuries by Davis, uh, so Gerard Davis and uh, Frank Ragnow, both former first-round picks, big cogs uh, on the offense and defensive side of the ball, um, both getting ankle sprained, it seems like. Frank Ragnow, a mild <coughs> one, and uh, Jared Davis, a few, a couple hours ago, uh high ankle sprain, which is the best-case scenario, apparently. Best. Um, yeah. in
3: terms of what the possible injury was, that's just so weird to me. I always thought high ankle sprains were like uh one of the worst things you can get. Or is that not the? Old, is like the? I mean, it was better than a whatever. torn
1: ligament or a broken you know right. bone, like they originally thought. He'd have been out a lot. That's longer. what he was
2: saying. It's, that was the best case scenario <laughs> for well, All right
3: then.
1: So yeah, so I'm guessing he'll be out the first four to five weeks with that. That's
3: my guess. Oof, it sucks. But you know what? That's when the playoff hit race really heats up anyway, so getting him back, you know, mid-season, early yeah. to mid-season will be a uh, a nice boost. And the Lions actually have a bye
1: week uh in week uh 5, so I would imagine Jared Dr- yeah. Davis come back after that.
3: That'd be perfect.
1: So, a good one of the good re- uh things about an early bye week in this case.
3: We'll least. touch more on this <laughs> in a bit, but you know, jrm as i feel like making this feel a little less painful too yeah yeah but i mean look i want
1: to get back on the injury really quick just uh, let's let's focus on uh the defensive side of the ball first because this is the bigger injury what how do you guys feel this is going to be uh you know going forward what are the implications going to be Because all signs point
3: to to Tavai having a bigger role than anticipated maybe to start the season here yeah, I mean, I think it's going to impact the whole defense. He was a leader. You know, he's a leader on the field. They talk about how – I mean, I saw Menke wrote how he more or less was the heart of the defense. Even if he wasn't the most talented player or the best player on the defense, he was a natural leader, and so it's going to hurt. But, uh, you know, next up mentality has got to kick in. You Next guy up.
2: I just want to say uh – uh. Keep tricking the Kool-Aid, guys. It's not any time to worry right now. I mean, Patricia's training these – cross-training all these players played several positions. Uh, If we lose a guy for a couple games, I don't think it's going to hurt us in the long term. And I think our defense is solid enough we can cover for Davis for a couple games. So, no time to panic, people. Yeah, I mean, that Davis one
4: reminds me of uh, Ziggy Onsen. He had a high ankle sprain, and he falls straight back. You
5: know, so (laughs) –
3: Oh, oh wait! <laughs> you really did you mainline the blue kool aid? <laughs>
4: no, but I, I hope if it is a high ankle sprain, I hope they take their sweet time getting them back and uh, and don't uh, rush him too early.
2: Yeah,
3: get him right. Yeah,
2: we yeah. need it for years to come, not just for this season. So, but, but I do hope he's back really in the season, like like they're saying. And you know, I wonder if there's a chance that we get someone at free agency when, you know, teams start letting people go. I mean, that's a so de-
1: de- that's
3: definitely a possibility here. Yeah. Me. Plus, as far yeah. as, like, what we've seen this preseason, we haven't got to see even, you know, snacks or Trey flowers on the field at the same time. So, you know, I'm expecting major boosts in our defense even more once we get going here, too. So that should be – I think that will make up for a lot of it. Yeah, exactly. But this is also a time for Tavai and,
1: as you mentioned, Jalen Reeves-Maven to really step up. Definitely. Um, and we can cut, we kind of lead into the stock up from the... I'm sorry, stock up <laughs> um, from week three of the preseason here. And, uh, Ruddog, I'll let you take this one because you're uh, really pumped about Jalen Reeves-Maven performance yeah, in this game.
3: He, JRM, man, he's, he's looking freaking good. Uh, I mean... Making interceptions as a linebacker has always just been something that gets me excited. Back when we had, you know, uh, Levy leading the team with picks. I mean, I don't see why Mabin can't step into a similar role than da- as Davis. I think he can even do some things. It would be different than Davis. He'd be able to do more coverage stuff. Whereas David was Davis was going to be relied more as a blitzer. I think they can still blitz with Mabin. It's probably just won't be as dynamic. Uh, but man, he's that guy has done nothing but show up during the preseason. He, they're giving him a ton of time too, and he's all around the football constantly. So yeah, big stuck up, and uh, yeah, he's he's making me feel a lot better about this Davis loss. And and how did you feel about that uh, pass? Uh, the the pick that he had that wasn't because of the call. Oh god, that was so frustrating. Like okay, <laughs> you know. If it's one thing, if if they hadn't called the play earlier against the Lions, I mean against uh, yeah, the one, one we did. Oh no, okay, they call that one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They call that one, which was ticky tack. But fine. Then later, against the Lions, they, you know, their guy shoves Stafford a good yard after he throws the ball, no flag. I mean, come on! I don't. I'm, I'm my main philosophy when it comes to umping and refing is consistency. Call the same calls for everybody, and it just shows. You know, to me, that's like the, like endemic disrespect the Lions get. Their their quarterback's not as important and worth protecting. And that just pisses me off. I mean, this is something that's gone. F- yeah, <laughs> forever. Stanford's betting with the Lions. I feel just some BS.
1: I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at it right now, and that's, that's a terrible call. Even oh, no, my God. Uh, against the Lions. <laughs> he here, put his yeah. hands on him as uh, he fell. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, I I think this is what you see in the preseason. They're, like, super, super ticky-tack. I until mean, this is too extreme.
3: Until it's Stafford getting shoved, and he actually got shoved.
1: Yeah, I, no, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just saying, in the preseason, I, 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 like, if this is a regular season, I can see them maybe not calling that in the in the preseason. They tend to throw more flags to try to make their points of emphasis basically, um, get, yeah. like a rule across or something of that nature. I, I don't
3: even care that they call it against the Lions. They should have called it against the Bills too. That's all I'm saying. That's, Kill, that's, the ref. That's, yeah. Kill the That's damn. Get the pitchforks, boys. To see how this
4: uh, – the pass interference thing gets called, too, the, during the regular season. Yeah. Because uh, all the challenges seem to fail. And yeah. I don't
2: know.
4: I don't know what they're – they're looking for something really blatant, I guess. Yeah.
1: To, Which I'm fine with, it.
3: actually. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see if how often it's actually worth throwing because I think that's what the, the coaches were feeling out through preseason to feel like if this is going to be a type of call that will typically go your way if you throw the flag and – I don't think yeah. they got very encouraging results to throw but the flag. In this,
4: in this, Yeah, In the second half the uh Patricia challenged one where the guy like clearly shoved off on there, the Lions guy, he pushed his chest. I
2: forgot what, what back it was, but they didn't they said no call stands. So Yeah. The league may be trying to discourage uh those kind of uh kind of you know, challenges. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the way I look at it. But, I mean, it does okay, look that fine, way. you can do it, but uh, we're going to really discourage you from doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably good. I think it's meant to stop, like, the super blatant ones, like in that Saints-Rams uh, game yeah. last year in right. the championship. I agree. I like, agree. That would be super That would be super blatant. Yeah, <laughs> to
3: overturn the obvious ones, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, or
4: the one against uh, pedigree in the uh,
3: <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that one. Oh. oh, Let's oh, just boy. forget yeah. about that one. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That
2: was against the Lions. That play
3: stands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: The thing that still gets me about that play is that Des Bryant ran on the field with his uh, helmet off and
3: also didn't get yeah, a Yeah, which is
5: an obvious See, penalty. that's
3: why team. I think it, this rule should be adapted even further and just say, hey, you can challenge any penalty. You still only got two challenges. You know, it might as well because I don't really understand – some pass interference obviously are game-breaking. You can get the huge chunk yards. But uh, what did we see? That stupid non-cut block by Hawkinson yeah, yeah. in week – was it two or one? I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was the week Three, yeah. who cares? But, like, yeah, like things like that, that was just as an, uh, important of a play. It was a first down on a – it would have been a first down on a march to, towards the end zone. I mm-hmm. mean, it, they basically killed the drive. So – I think you might as well just allow all penalties to be reviewed. You still only got two challenges. I mean, if that's what you want to waste them on. That's that's what I think anyway.
1: No, I mean, I I completely agree. If you're going to if you can review pass I mean, I'm I've been for reviewing pass interference most importantly because that can be a 50-yard penalty and true. it's game changing. Very true. And I uh that one definitely need to be reviewed. I always said it should be reviewed only a certain amount of yards, but um what they're doing now it's a step working. in the right direction yeah. I think. Um but I am fine with them. Um, if as long as you get two challenges, you know, you can review whatever penalty you want. Yeah, whatever it's play. To, it's up to the coach, yeah. Um but let's let's focus back on this game a little bit and just some, some more people that stood out. Uh but before we get to that just some of the stats. Stafford 12 and 19. He's first of all he played. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> <Looks like> great. <laughs> it was it was exciting to watch him play even if you, uh, you know you're you're just, you know, doing a sign of the cross every play making sure he doesn't get hurt (laughs) Uh, 137 yards a touchdown 102.3 rating by the way any every preseason game that Stafford's uh had over 100 rating were his uh best seasons in the NFL so good sign maybe uh rush Josh Johnson 5 of 10 71 yards uh, David Fails three, three of eight. that's,
4: that's your guys. J- Johnson. <laughs> oh that's boy. Uh, I I, Zach's I, I, Zach's you, you just guy keep guy running with this
1: narrative fan. that makes no sense. <laughs> we'll, we'll continue. Uh three of eight David Fails for 22 yards. He uh, failed. Yeah. Fells <laughs> Fells. <laughs> he keeps changing the headlines each week and <laughs> positive and negative. Uh the, rushing the notables uh Mark Thompson eight for 34 yards. Uh, averaging 4.3 a carry and a touchdown. C.J. Anderson, 8 for 24 with a nice stiff arm he run in the red zone. He one nice
3: run. Great. Yeah, so, now nice now run. he's going to make the roster. Just watch. Yeah, because he had one decent run oh, of preseason. My God.
1: <laughs> and then Zach Zenner, 4 for 21. He continues to have a really good solid preseason. Yes,
3: he's not giving up any ground, that's for sure.
1: So, uh, the receiving stats from this game, D.J. Hawkinson, 3 catches for 52 yards. Danny Amendola, three catches for 30 yards. He looked pretty good as well, first time out yeah, there. Um, but both those guys, uh, Hawkinson and Amendola, both had a drop. Mm-hmm. And Hawkinson had a key drop uh, as well.
3: And a really cool throw from Stafford. Yeah, Stafford, his classic sidearm. They were, I was reading a little bit about it uh, after they were interviewed, and it sounded like uh, Hawkinson just wasn't really ready for that kind of throw. Now, he was talking a little bit about feeling the defenders behind him, but like, it, Stafford put it a little low and it came in hot, and he just off the fingertips. So
2: that, that was almost the underhand. That was like yeah. Ted you know, Abernathy, right. like Ted Abernathy throwing a pitch. But it, like, it,
3: is a, it is a good reason, though, why we get Stafford in this kind of situation, not just because of him, but now him and Hawk now kind of have an understanding on things like that. So. You can. You would hope that you know going forward, Hawk will be more ready for that because you just can't manufacture that stuff as easily in camp. You know, it's it's not the same thing as a live bullets being fired and you gotta get that ball out of there. Stafford's gonna improvise in ways that camp just won't make them. So I think that'll yeah. be. That's a good a good little lesson those two just learned together. And man, <laughs> I'm just so excited about what those two might do going forward. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's exciting. Hawk just looks it's every really bit the full package, and it's exciting. Wasn't well,
4: it nice seeing Stafford out there, though? I mean, we yeah. had the backups going, and Stafford's just such a pro, man.
2: When oh, he comes yeah. in, it's just totally different. Totally
3: oh, yeah. Different. Night and day. Oh, yeah. He's so good. good.
2: <laughs> yeah, after seeing that throw, I, I, I say to myself, Patrick McHugh? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, who's that guy? <laughs> Stafford can do everything, baby.
3: Oh, yeah. The
1: man. Um, Jesse James also had a catch for 13 yards in this game. And just seeing the Darren Bevel offense a little bit and the use of these two tight ends and, and the use of 12 packages going forward this year yeah. is really, really exciting. And that...
3: Logan uh, Thomas or whatever, what's his name? Yeah, he had one catch for six he yards. finally showed up for the in the I, the first time I've seen him do anything mm-hmm. this preseason. Hey, at least he's yeah. making a play.
4: And my, my boy uh, Brandon Powell had a drop on an easy
1: screen. But, uh, yes. I
4: still think he makes the squad. I still like him for the squad. I don't think that's going to be the one play to
1: knock Man. him out. I mean, nobody seems to want that uh, last receiver <laughs> yeah, spot. Yeah, everyone's dude. doing their best to try to uh, <laughs> yeah. pit, pass it along. Top potato. Um, and S- Fulgham had one catch for 15 yards. Lacey had one catch for 11 yards. So, and Powell's no yards. Tom Kennedy, no
3: yards. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We still might see someone from another roster fill that spot. That that could be a spot they look for off, off team, going forward. Nope. I would not be surprised. One guy that had a really good catch in this game, and I just love this
1: play. I, I watched it several times. Was Ty Johnson out of the backfield on the touchdown? Yes, a perfect play design and a perfect route by Marvin Jones. Actually, Marvin Jones was lined up in the slot. Uh, he ran a pick route inside. It shoved the line. It, he got in the way of the linebacker just enough, where Ty Johnson with his speed was able to get one yard of separation and then. Like you said, Bob, Stafford, the consummate professional, hit him right in the chest, right in the corner, uh, front left pylon for a touchdown. I think that's Sweet. another stuck yeah. up. Yes. Yeah.
3: That kid's making himself more and more part of this offense. What I like yeah, about him, too, is he's this speedster, but when you watch him run between the tackles, he runs with an attitude. He doesn't look like just some little speedster guy. He runs like a complete back. I mean, this his upside is... Is so exciting. I mean, the sky's the limit with someone who can run that fast. Uh, do you guys have any other
1: uh, players that you want to touch on in this uh, uh, from this preseason game at least? Cause
4: who's the guy? Um, I don't. Sorry, I don't have my uh, list in front of me. The uh, defensive guy who uh, had a hit late in the game for threw him for a loss. Um, he's on the bubble. Shoot, sorry, I'm not
1: prepared here. <laughs> Anthony Pittman, Cha Ch- uh
4: Ah oh, shoot. Alright, go move on. Okay. I didn't have there
1: there's three tackles uh, for loss in this game. One by uh Reeves Mabin, one by Anthony Pittman, and one by Chetri.
2: I think Pittman, Bob, is the one you're talking about. Yeah. I think that's yeah, the hit you're talking about. I think that's the one too. Yeah. I remember that too. It was a nice play. Yeah. So um
3: Amani Awarie kind of popped a little bit to me. He was making some. He made a really nice uh, pass defense on a, a drag route on a crossing pattern, which is notoriously hard to cover. Mm-hmm. He took a perfect trail position and left at the perfect time to deflect the ball. It was, it was really well done. So I mean, with his size too, another guy with a lot of potential.
2: I'm a little worried about Muleback though. He got a high snap. Um, I don't know if that's something to worry about. Yeah, you know.
1: But, uh, and then yeah. last last year, he uh, missed the snap on the Bills game. Is he? Mm-hmm. Is is? Mold- <laughs> yeah. It, was it mold- <laughs> is he going
3: downhill? I don't know, man. <laughs> no, drink uh, the Kool Um, unstoppable. Will, Will
1: Harris with the number of fumble recovering this game. Uh, yeah. Fulgham nice. had a fumble in this game. Not good uh, for his. Possible status in the roster. Agnew
3: had a fumble too.
1: And he recovered
3: it though. But yes, that was bad. That Ag- was a bad. Muff. Man, Agnew just seems a little off. <laughs> though he did have one <laughs> nice return in this game, so he showed a little bit of what we're expecting. But yeah, you can't be muffing punts like that. That's unacceptable. Yeah, Agnew did have a 47 yard return. So that was that was a nice flash yeah. of the Agnew we know. And love. Yes. Um,
1: Matt Prater also. Just a shout out to him. 61 yard field oh, yeah, goal in this pre-season game. Preseason. <laughs> I love it. I'm surprised we're going for sixty one yard field goals in the preseason, mm-hmm. but I, I mean it's it's fun to watch Matt Prater kick. So Yeah, it was like twelve feet off the ground the whole way, man. I know. It's a low line drive. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Oh uh, you gotta but love That is it. a
4: play that is a play we run during the regular season though. That we might yeah. need practice those super long field goals. Hopefully we don't need to do it too much, but it does happen. Mm.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh well we gave up a long uh Maybe Patricia was hoping that they returned it so we can practice. Because what was it against the Buccaneers that we oh, gave yeah. up uh, a touchdown on a field goal re- oh, return? Gosh, I forgot about that. Ah, I can't remember. It's on the uh, tip of my tongue. Something telling me Buccaneers for some reason, but it might have been a different scenario, or maybe the Dolphins. Ah, I, I, I can't quite say. I don't think it was the Dolphins though. But regardless, um. I just wanted to touch on all those. Oh, there's one more player that I've been reading about, and it's, it's very interesting, uh, based on who you read, uh, his status on the team going forward here. And it's your boy, UJ. Who that? Bo, Bo Benchwall, BB. What's we'll us just call him BB. Oh,
2: Benchbagel. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bench bagel.
2: So tell me, Z, tell me what you think about his performance.
1: Um, I mean, it's it's up and down. It's, it's up and down, and... It's it, the are the Lions willing to risk him going on the open market, if you will, and seeing if he gets signed by another team or if he's gonna accept coming back to the Lions in a practice squad role? That'd be optimal. Him being on the practice squad because he has shown flashes of really good potential. He just he definitely has some work to do though. He's he's not gonna start <laughs> like you projected, UJ.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure oh, he's yeah. ready to be a backup either.
2: I might have jumped the gun a little bit on that. But uh but you obviously <laughs> can see his potential there though. That's the thing. I think they might have got a gem in this guy. Uh maybe even if he doesn't start this year, maybe next year or the year after, but I think he's he's gonna be a good
3: one. Yeah. Um, I mean as opposed to the faded and disappeared ghost that was uh Tyrell Crosby. Yeah, he, I mean, I he's been hurt, the, so. Oh. Yeah, he's was well, falling so. off the radar before he got hurt. He was yeah. looking bad. All
1: I know is I do not want Andrew Donald on this team by the start <laughs> of the season. He is brutal. Yeah, he's really but he's
2: good. a veteran presence. Yeah. yeah. Yes, right.
1: I'm also not super – I mean, I'm, i got to drink the Kool-Aid on this guy, I guess, because Andrew Wiggins doesn't really excite me to be on the line either to start no. the season.
3: As a backup, though, I think he's okay. yeah. I don't want him being a starter, though. And if Ragnar. It looks I think, like he's
1: going to have to be maybe for the at least week one or something.
3: Well, they say Ragnar might be back for week one. If yeah. it's a mild strain, I could see him being back for the first game. He kills, so. He's going yeah. he yeah. yeah. to spat he, it up. And yeah, possibly. Yeah. As someone who's played through many rolled ankles, uh, you can spat that thing up and, you know, get after it. So there's other. Uh, relevant news
1: here this week regarding the lions if you will um the the and this comes after yesterday um a relatively big shocker uh, i didn't see coming uh and not anybody really andrew luck retiring from the nfl after seven seasons Crazy. yeah absolutely yeah. bonkers i mean what do you guys think about I that i just thought about but the first thought that came to my head was uh well, well wow and i guess the second thought that came to my head was what if matt stafford suddenly like
3: retired tomorrow see my fo- oh, thought, my thought was finally <laughs> someone else's team this happens to <laughs> yeah that, that was my thought. i think <laughs> i'm more surprised yeah, yeah, it wasn't up. stafford <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> with, we, with the luck we've had yeah uh, barry sanders and kevin johnson of course you're referring to of course and there was a lot of those uh you know especially amongst lions fans i'm talking about this because the other news that came out today is that the Colts are letting Andrew Luck keep his entire signing bonus. Yeah. They're so nice. Of $24 they,
4: they million. They learned dollars. from the Lions. Uh, the lion's yeah, that, there. that makes the Lions look
3: bad. It does. It, does. <laughs> it makes them look really bad. Though it sounds like, I, I don't know, from things I've read, it sounds like Luck is in a slightly more severe health condition than either Calvin or Barry left in. But I don't know. I haven't read that far into it. But I've, it sounds like he was yeah. a little bit more banged up physically. I mean, they at least yeah. as
1: far as Calvin and Andrew Luck, they left for similar reasons in terms of they said they were in constant pain and stuff like that. Yeah. Andrew Luck does appear to be worse. His injury history definitely is a lot worse
3: than Calvin Johnson's was. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. The why I could maybe see them being more lenient, feeling like this is a guy who just got, you know, banged up so badly for the program they let him go because he just couldn't go on. Whereas, I don't know, maybe <laughs> Calvin – Calvin seemed like he could go on but chose not to
4: yeah it it was kind of shocking because Andrew Luck was the comeback player of the year last year he mm-hmm. had a great year and uh now now Ebron's gonna come back down to earth when he has <laughs> you know, more pedestrian quarterback thrown to him yeah and uh but uh yeah I was I was really surprised but I mean when you hear him talk about it though it sounds like yeah like you said he was in pain and he just keeps fighting it and having to get injured again. He got tired of the whole thing.
1: So, yeah, it, he's it's, young and
4: r- young and rich, he can do what he wants. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So he gets to keep
1: all that money for doing nothing, right? Yeah. Um, tough game, man. Tough it, game. He does have a an engineering degree from Stanford, and apparently that's another field that he wanted to look <sighs> into. So, you know, he's gonna do him. <laughs> I know you. He's think- gonna drive a
4: train.
5: <laughs>
4: wow, that's, that's awesome
3: <laughs> Yeah, I guess How do you not respond to that? <laughs> you know, I always called Andrew Luck the test tube baby Because he lo- he was like the kind of person Like, if you could like draw up in a lab What an NFL quarterback would look like It's that guy with his freaking thick legs Can run real fast Can throw far you know, got that great football IQ. But, you know, he never learned the one thing that Peyton Manning was the master of. That's learning to take the slide instead of trying to get everything with your legs. It, it, it's just yeah. quarterbacks in this league cannot last when they're basing their game too much on running. It's just, yeah. it just does it's, not it's what work.
4: Zach, what Zach Follett would call a China doll. He's. <laughs> yeah. Falling, falling there, where Stafford's a warrior, man. The guy's on. getting yeah.
3: Crushed, knocked
4: around. He keeps coming back. Keeps coming back. It,
2: so. I love that throwback <laughs> <our guy>. reference.
3: <laughs> love uh, yeah, I love the
2: Zach Fowler reference. That was great. <laughs> yeah.
4: Remember that he he criticized Stafford for being soft, and then he ended up knocked out of the league like a year later.
3: <laughs> yeah, <So> yeah. Stafford's <laughs> like an Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Um uh, and and fun, right? Stafford doesn't really slide yeah, he
1: either. Was. He was just like a weird fall forward He's thing. Seen, but he picks his shots, you know, like <laughs> I know, I just don't recall seeing I don't recall seeing Stafford slide like they tell these quarterbacks to do now. Hmm.
4: One of my favorites shows when Stafford lowered his shoulder and knocked the guy back. Shut that, that? Dude. Oh yeah. yeah. That was against <laughs> that the Titans. I believe
1: that was against the Titans.
4: Yeah, that was sweet. It's not what you want him to do, but it was sweet one. <laughs> <sweet>. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah,
1: and uh, it was against the Bears. What last year, two years ago, where he had to run up the middle to, uh, yeah. to win, to win the game. Oh again. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, Stafford had point. definitely some memorable r- runs for the Lions. Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> but still, it's hardly a core part of his game. Like he's improvised, right. and he doesn't do it. He picks his shots. He doesn't. Usually when he's diving, it's because it's probably more safe for him to dive anyway. Because yeah. al- a slide's not always the safest bet. You <laughs> no. still get headhunters and stuff. But, like, he, he, you don't see him going out there taking shots. I've never seen him run and just get blasted while he was trying to get an extra yard. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he does it smartly. And, you know, maybe even as he gets a little older, just, you know, get a little less aggressive. But, you know, as long as he keeps being smart about it, I think it's okay. Just don't be like Aaron Rodgers or, you know, Andrew Luck trying to turn everything. You, you know, make things work with your legs too much. Right. Um, th-
1: there was one guy I wanted to talk about from this game, Mark Thompson. He He's had actually a really good preseason. He's been running the ball really solid, especially solid. at the goal line. Which number is he? And I was just curious if you guys thought he had a chance of uh, number 49, if he's going to yeah, make this good. roster or not. Or mm.
4: Yeah, he was interesting to watch during that game, man. He was, he maybe was pretty
3: over, reliable. I, and he's been a reliable kind of all preseason, really. Maybe over C.J. Anderson. He's a big dude, too. 6'1", six, six, yeah. 235. So, I mean. I, well, C.J. looked good in this game. I'd rather have Mark on one run than C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson looked good in on one run, finally. It was like. But if like Eric Blunt looked good on one every you know dozen or two dozen runs, and I just don't want that plodding presence in the backfield again this year. Are
5: you
4: you're on the the hate train with Z against C.J. Anderson? I just I just
3: don't want to see another old back who's slow getting any kind of workload. He's on. Yeah, a, he does not he yeah. doesn't have
2: that pop, you know. He doesn't seem to have that pop
3: when he, he doesn't. You know,
2: comes to the line. he got initial contact. He's, he's reminding of the blunt a lot, actually.
1: By the way, C.J. Anderson that one is actually younger nice, than you, gonna- dog. What's that? CJ Anderson's younger than Rudd Dog here. He's 28 years old. Yeah,
3: but that's in NFL yeah. years. That's a lot older. I <laughs> that, mean, that's not. He's two years from the typical like. Just he looks precip- way older than 28. He looks like he's middle. He looks mid-30s. like he's playing in his mid 30s. Like, I mean, but I mean, that's still only two years from the average drop off rate of a running back in the NFL. Or like they say, like you hit 30 and it's just like the wheels come off on the average back. Two years though. I know, but about. he looks like he's already there. <laughs> Isn't he going
2: after Josh Johnson's record for most teams?
1: <laughs> I think he might he might um yeah. so Mark Thompson just to let you know he's out of Florida this is his first year um and 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 uh against the Patriots four yard- four carries for twenty one yards, so he averaged five yards of carry in that game um, I'm trying to pull up the second game here. he
3: looks like he runs a little energy too like that like that's why I like to see that guy who like has that little potential energy where like if he hits a seam, you feel like he could actually do something with it. I don't, I don't totally hate CJ Anderson. I think he's going to be a good, solid, consistent back that would probably get like a, you know, he's, as we've seen, he gets at least a yard pretty much every time. But that's like the only thing is like every time it seems like almost every time he runs the ball, he only gets like a yard and that's not all his fault. I know that, but you see the other guys with a little more pep in their step, like Zenner and carry on and Ty Johnson and they they create a few more yards with, for themselves yeah. just with that, you know, and speed. Mark Thompson in the second preseason game against the Texans, five carries for
1: twenty-five yards and a touchdown. So he's averaging over four and a half yards a carry this preseason, which bodes well. Yeah.
3: yeah, man, if he could make the team and knock off C.J. Anderson, I think that'd be exciting. And he'd have I to would, he he would have be to stunned if he
4: wasn't on the opening day roster.
3: I right. would right. be stunned, but I would be happy. <laughs> and T.J. Anderson has also
1: been whiffing on some blocks as well. His blocking has not been good this preseason, I just want to note. Mm. Um, that's been a notable mix. Oh, also in this game, T.J. Hawkinson whiffed on a few blocks as well. One being very notable because the one he whiffed on, he turned around, ran into Frank Ragnow, and Frank Ragnow then proceeded to get his ankle rolled upon <laughs> by yeah. the player T.J. Hawkinson was supposed to block. So... Well, no one says it's going to be easy. Nah. No. Uh, so, I mean, there's ups and downs, uh, especially with these rookies. But, I mean, the, from this game, I just had a, a lot of positives to bring out of it. Yeah,
4: I, I would look more at the rookies as far as you're looking at each play and saying, oh, he missed the block. I mean, these guys they know what they are and they know what they want from them. Yeah, like trying to make the squad with this stuff like those – like a lot of those rookies are. Oh but yeah, I, I just think it's different. You're evaluating differently with C.J. Anderson versus Mark Thompson.
1: Yep, exactly. Definitely. D- so, Bob, we never—I don't think we ever got your opinion on this uh, a few episodes ago. Um, about a month ago, uh, or so ago, UJ, uh, brought up his proposal for the preseason. Um, it was it was an eighteen game schedule. The, these are the highlights: 18-game schedule. Um, but every player on the roster would only be able to play 16 games during the regular season. And this is actually something that's been brought It literally got brought up the next week by uh, inner NFL circles. Oh, you heard it here oh, first. Yeah, I, yes. <laughs> I was just I curious. On the, on the NFL thing. I was curious um, what your opinions about it are because the Lions here in the third preseason game have two possible major injuries. They look to be. Not as major as we once thought. But I mean, look at a team like the Texans. They just lost their starting running back to a torn ACL and a meaningless game. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on maybe the preseason and UJ's well, proposal or do you have your own proposal?
4: yeah I do not I d I don't I'm not sure, but something has to change with these with these preseason games. I am intrigued with that idea. But it would suck, wouldn't it, to go to one game of the year and Stafford's not playing? It? Or, you know. Then we would need a backup player. I agree. I guess I agree. that would be a more important position.
1: Yeah, oh yeah,
3: be. a lot more. Yes,
1: yes, a lot more.
4: I mean, for a lot of the positions, you could probably roll with it and wouldn't notice as much. But
1: yeah, I don't see the NFL position. doing it. Especially, I don't even see the players agreeing to it. Actually, I've thought about it a little more because you need expanded rosters, and the money yeah. pool going around for the current players would be a little less with the, those expanded rosters.
4: It's an intriguing um, idea, but you but you can't because I don't think these guys can play eighteen games. I don't think
2: it would. They're already getting so injured doing sixteen games. Well, they would be playing eighteen
3: games. That's the whole. Plus, you never have
2: a bye week. You never have a bye week. Your team play every week.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm another one I saw proposed is seventeen game schedule, which I could see. I could see the NFL adding one more, and then with an additional bye week in the regular season. I'm guessing that's what this. And then
4: cutting the uh, that's cutting the preseason down to three games, right?
1: Yes. Yes. With
4: that proposal. Correct. Yeah,
3: one that's, good that's better. One good answer I heard recently to the idea like of the preseason was they were talk. It was at the Miami, Florida game last night. They were talking about how you know all these players are getting injured in preseason in the NFL when the college guys just do camp and then they jump right into their season. I I don't fully understand the need for four whole scrimmages, you know, just to get ready for the season it it obviously is really big for the rookies to get a chance to develop but beyond that it yeah. seems to be incredibly costly to the league as a whole
4: it it comes down to to money though i mean i think even the owners are, don't like the setup the the way it is now but they get uh the two games that you have to buy tickets for at those home games so and the tv stuff so it's all money related it would be nice if oh, they yeah. that i mean i would even go like it'd be cool if they did like joint practices at Ford field and made it kind of game. Like I would watch that, but you can't charge a full ticket price for that. So I I don't know what the answer is.
3: Yeah. I mean, well, if you had two extra games in the regular season, that would probably ramp up the earnings a bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I I like the idea of the 18 game season. I, I kind of agree. There's a lot of hurdles to it actually becoming any kind of reality and, And maybe it will never happen. But the idea of two extra games and then having to have more people on the roster and rotate them, you'd you'd have to really – you'd add a whole new layer or layers of strategy to planning for a season. When you say more people on the
2: roster, you mean just activating all 53 players or – Maybe. Actually expanding the roster. Maybe expanding the roster because you'd have to
3: be able to basically have two full units, right? I mean – or just yeah, – because it, it, you're going to have to cycle out every single position throughout the season. They're yeah. gonna, you're going to be without yeah. somebody. So, you'd have to be able to have enough depth to basically put a – feel the whole opposite team. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think it could just be cool, though. Could you imagine, like, having to – when – trying to pick your games when you'd sit stafford but also on top of that how you would design a whole second offense effectively <laughs> for a separate yeah. different quarterback i mean just it could be really cool things you could do and and how yeah. things would play out Agreed. plus you could have really so, big JJB games would be very interesting oh it'd be so interesting <laughs> yes yeah
2: so
4: yeah what but one of the drawbacks to that though i think is 16 games i think is good like because every game is so important. When mm-hmm. it's 18 games, they become a little less important. You know, like Just a like bit, baseball, yeah. there's so many games. They're less important. Hockey, you know, like, I don't know.
3: It would still be, yeah, like, the shortest season, games. though. It's not like they play 80
4: games.
1: Yeah. Or, It'd still be know, the shortest 100, pro season. By a wide margin. I, yeah.
4: yeah, I know. But but we're going to have – we're to have to watch 18 games. Plus, we're going to watch the Lions going on all these playoff games. Super Bowl. Now, it's going to be a long season for us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. Especially if you go to the playoff. So, what do you if, if you get a buy in the first round and you win, you still got to win four games to win the whole Super Bowl, right? So that could yeah. be a twenty-two
3: game season. But uh, the
2: players are going to be fresher because they're going to have two weeks off. I mean,
3: yeah, not true. one. They'll, and have, then, they'll have two weeks. How cool would it be too? Because now at, at in the postseason, now I think here would be one switch to the rule that would make it cool too is that. Now you have your full roster and you can field your best units and use all the depth you developed through the season. So now you got, you know, incredibly deep teams playing against each other because with all battle hardened personnel who got at least one full game in, you know, I think it could just be, it'd be pretty cool. It would make it even more competitive in the playoffs.
2: It'll make for unlikely heroes too, you know. Like, yes. th- think about it. Like, the backup quarterback comes in and just pulls out some miracle win, and all of a sudden he's a hero because somehow he kept their team in it or, or, you know, won the playoff game or whatever. I don't know. There's uh, some player you never heard of before True. becoming a hero. I mean, think like about that. Always I mean, happens now.
3: How hard it is right now, though, for like a, a, an NFL backup quarterback to come into this league and really find any kind of stride. You don't like. You know what I mean? Like, they get all suddenly thrown into games totally on unawares, and then, you know, maybe, hopefully, only play one game or the rest of the season. But, like, now you'd have guys who would actually, you know, they put more emphasis on being good players, and they have to be proven players, and they have to go out there and perform at least twice a year. And I think that could just, you'd create so much more talent like because like a lot of talent in the nfl by the nature of its you know refinement to such a small roster gets sort of discarded throughout the season you'd be seeing so many more people get a chance to develop into quality pro players so yeah we
1: we we, we, yeah well i mean we'll see i well there's a cba coming up in a couple of years that's going to be a big deal this will definitely be a part of those discussions. If, yeah, that, if anything so, happens, it's going to be gonna 17 games. There's going to be something games.
4: about this preseason. You know, they're going to change something.
1: Oh, they figure for, it out. for sure. I, 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 yeah. I think that's a guarantee. It's paid no a great
3: toll this year, the NFL. Every year. There's always a star. There's so one every many year. stars, though. I mean, they, every star is, is important to the NFL as a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this many stars going down in normal years. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, because uh, Cam Newton also went down.
1: I mean, there's every year, higher than normal. Every, every year, every year this happens. Every year, there's yeah. a fault in our stars. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. No.
3: Okay. Nicholas Sparks? Anybody? <laughs>
4: no Nicholas Sparks reference? Nobody.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I'll take Nicholas Sparks for five hundred, Alex. <sighs> well.
4: That's better than UJ's underheaded pitcher uh, reference. I don't know who that guy was. Ab- you don't remember Ted
1: Abernathy? Oh, my God. But he played you with play, uh, Babe Ruth? I mean, a modern day reference would be Darren O'Day uh, as a submarine pitcher in the major leagues currently. But okay. Does that help? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> he? He was a reliever for the Baltimore Orioles for a while. Okay. The, hey, uh, Z. Yeah, go for it. Did you
4: mention Snacks got a one-year? Oh, to be
1: how do we forget? That's, yeah, I'm I, sorry. That's good.
4: He got paid. A happy, happy Snacks is a happy. That makes yeah, happy yeah. Lions fans. I so yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> now, you did, Bob. I think it was a good deal for both both parties. And yeah, man
1: for Snacks. And um, do we think Slay will get an extension this year? Or is that going to happen after the season? Um, I'm guessing after the season.
4: I'm guessing after the season, too. Bro.
2: Same here. Yeah, I don't think, think it's going to
3: happen good? during.
2: I think we see Glasgow I might get extended, though. I would see that. Before. I could see that. I right. could see that.
3: But, you know, what? I do really appreciate Snacks and Slay. Sure, they played their contract games early in the camp and off season, but neither of them are being like these Jamokes from some of these other teams, like that uh, Melvin Gordon and – uh, I don't know. Who, there's a couple others right now doing these weird holdouts. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just this kind of thing just bugs me. It's like you're you're paid a, a huge sum of money under contract to play the game, yeah. and some of these guys are doing it two years and you know with two years left on their contracts instead. So, you know, like I, fine, like Snacks and Slay did it as a preamble, but they're not letting it mess with the season. And some of these players right. are willing to just carry these things out for a couple extra million dollars, and honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if most of them go on to fail, sort of like some of these mercenary free agents that are just looking for that extra few bucks, you know, a la Sue. They might, you know, I think their careers tend to wither a little bit when they they move away from their roots and what made them, you know, the people who gave them a chance first type thing instead of playing for something besides themselves. I don't know. I'm I'm just happy Snacks and Slay didn't do those things. All right, blue cool drinkers, we we're bringing it back. The last preseason is
1: uh, preseason game is on our uh, on the tip of our fingers. (laughs) I don't know the word. (laughs) I'm at a loss for words (laughs) right now. But entering the Lions, then this week we are playing the Browns, and we have big uh, big time Browns fan Joe on the line with us. Joe, thanks for joining. Drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Hey,
3: Joe.
1: No no problem. Long-time yeah. listener, first-time caller. <laughs> um, Joe, I I gotta get your first uh, reaction. I just want to know what your thoughts are about Baker Mayfield. I mean, this this guy uh, is clearly the lightning rod in the center of attention for the Cleveland Browns.
0: Yeah, B- Baker Baker is the alpha male that the Browns <laughs> needed. The guy doesn't care what he says. As long as it gets people fired up, it doesn't matter. He's the guy they've needed for a long time. Did
3: you think it was mean what he said about the guy from Duke? Daniel Jones, yeah. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> strong answer, strong answer. I'm, so, so yeah, Joe. There's
1: not,
0: there's not too many snowflakes in Cleveland to care about that
1: crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so. Cleveland is known as the a, a Factory of Sadness. Does that still hold true?
0: Uh, as of, what, game uh, three of last year? No.
1: Is that when Baker Mayfield uh, started playing? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, as soon as Baker Mayfield got in there, the Factory of Sadness was gone. We're still the mistake by the lake.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Still got that going, but, but the factory sadness is uh, that that label's gone. We're we're on the up and up.
3: All those <laughs> people out of the yeah, job. How oh, terrible. So
2: Joe, do you think he's got a chance to be better than uh, Bernie Kozar? I,
0: I think that my next dog might have the name Baker.
3: Oh
0: oh oh. How about <laughs> your next dog? <laughs> I, I think. I think uh, I think he definitely has the uh, potential to be a Hall of Famer. Wow! wow. Bold. Just, just from I mean, breaking rookie records on scoring touchdowns in 14 games. Who, whose record yeah. did he beat again?
1: Um, a little guy,
0: a little guy named Peyton Manning.
1: Oh Jesus! <laughs> remember that guy. Yeah,
0: and, and he and he did it in two games less.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, just to throw out the stats really quick, 310 completions out of 486 attempts, uh, 275 yards a game, 27 touchdowns and 14 picks last year. Not too bad for a rookie. Not
0: Not too bad bad for a
1: rookie. And now you add in Odell Beckham. um, Jarvis Landry is also there, They. Is their offensive line better or worse? I feel like it got a little worse, actually. It, it did get a little oh, bit worse. Oh, you know it, who it they did. have on their offensive line? is Greg Robinson, and I think that's yes. hilarious. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: that's an absolute stunt.
1: They're going to rely. And he, he's at left tackle, right?
0: Yes. Oh,
1: is. boy. Oh, my goodness. He actually didn't oh, play my. that bad last year, which is shocking. But
0: Yeah, he did decent last year when we <laughs> needed him. He took over. Um <laughs> But you to, know we drafted Austin uh, Corbett last year, and it looks like we're we might just release that clown. <laughs> we drafted oh boy. him in like the second round last yep,
1: year. Yep. Ouch. I mean, to, to rely on Greg Robinson as your left tackle, I think is uh, something to be very concerned about. With all this hype going around, you know, for the Browns. Yeah,
0: I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading that they're they might go after that uh, that um, Dolphins oh, tr- left tackle.
1: Oh, oh, ah. Uh, uh. I can't remember his name. The guy that fell, yeah, Laramie Tunsil?
0: Uh, is that who it was?
1: I think that's who. That's our left tackle right now.
0: Yeah, for some reason they're putting him on the trading block. And, you know, we got some guys that that are expensible right now that we could possibly yeah. go after him. The
1: other one I could see the Browns trying to get is um a guy named Trent Williams on the Redskins, uh, some type yeah. of bowler.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing that stuff too. Yeah, I mean, if they get but, him,
1: I, that would really put Cleveland over the edge, in my opinion. But yeah. we're, but what we're not you here to talk about the positive Cleveland, Cleveland. Kool Aid,
3: there, Big Z. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like the rest of the media right now. But uh, <laughs> is it weird? Is it weird that Cleveland's in like a favorite of the media this year when in past years they have not been?
0: Uh, it, it is weird to be relevant. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you still have uh, certain people in the media like Colin Coward, who. Uh, Still just absolutely destroys the Browns every chance he gets.
1: Uh, um, yeah, we, uh, we, but, we, don't, we don't listen to guys like that. Hey, what's <laughs> it like
2: to be relevant? <laughs>
0: Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> it, it feels good. <laughs> you, you feel it down <laughs> just, just below your belly, right <laughs> right around that
2: area.
0: <laughs> there right, Sort of like right around.
2: Like,
4: okay. <laughs> Wait, you, you're, you're aspiring to be like the Browns? That's, that's, that's really sad.
3: This Browns okay. worship here is a little dis-
4: unsettling. No, no. Hey, uh, Joe. The, yeah. The, as you know, the Browns and the Lions always play for the Great Lakes Classic Trophy, the, the barge. Yeah. Isn't that kind of the Super
0: Bowl <laughs> for the Browns? Uh, in years past, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's basically, it comes down to... Uh, as you all know, whose backups are better, and it's sad that that's <laughs> worth a trophy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is a, probably the most and, pathetic trophies in the NFL. Yes, yes. and and for the most part, our uh, our Super Bowl has always been the draft.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we can <laughs> relate to that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And another thing we can re- relate to is an 0-16 season. Oh, yes, thank we- you yeah. for joining yeah. us, yeah. <laughs> have a long yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just glad we didn't win all of our preseason games this year, so that means there's no chance we're going on. How does games? that
3: happen? We did the same damn thing, won all four preseason games. Wait, yeah. did, the,
1: did the Browns go 4-0 and in their 0-16 season? Yeah. Like, sure. It's uncanny.
3: I never want to <laughs> win a preseason game again after no. that.
0: Right. Yeah, it's brutal. What's your guys' record in the preseason? You guys didn't win them all. Right? Yeah, we have not won we're, any. We're 0-3, baby. Yeah, just yeah way like going it. strong. Oh, you guys are going undefeated. Yeah, I know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
1: man. I, there's another uh, in relation to that ON 16 our shared history. There's another shared history a little bit. That's a, a tormented history of um winning. I I I can't decide whose history is worse. I I'm going to I think it's the Lions personally. Doesn't meant, meant in in terms of torment cuz the Lions have won one playoff game in the Super Bowl era. Our suffering is definitely been more been close a couple times a while a long while ago now. <laughs> I think our suffering is definitely been. more profound. What would you rather Maybe, have, yeah. Joe? Would you rather have that kind of closeness and then defeat, or just the Lions where they got close once?
0: Um, I don't know. You know, I wasn't really around for That's for great, uh, the fumble and Red Right '88. I wasn't really, I wasn't really there <laughs> mentally for that yet. So it's really hard to say because we pretty much since we got came back, you know, '99 when we came back from the the move to Baltimore. That's right, that's we've, right. We've been we've literally been just as irrelevant <laughs> as the Lions. So I feel like that's all we've done. So just some taste of success I think is is what I would like it right now. Even if we yeah. get close and lose, we're moving in the right direction.
1: When's the last time the Browns are in the playoffs? I don't know that one off the top of my head.
0: Two thousand and three or four, I think. Oh man. Oh boy, that's brutal. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So seven to nine was a big year for you last year. Then
0: that oh, was great year
4: for <laughs> me. something to root for. Yeah, maybe look hey, at uh, five. Yeah, on one right. of my favorite uh, Stafford games was against the Browns. That's right. Where he, uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, dislocated shoulder,
5: come back,
3: beauty. Right was was at that game.
4: Was... <laughs> I was at that game.
3: Brady.
5: That, that was in Brady
3: best Quinn. game yeah. ever in the NFL.
5: Uh, I think
3: he had five yeah, touchdowns in that yeah, game.
0: Mike yeah, had his best game that day. One of my favorite uh, moments was a, a Browns Lions game as well uh, when Jack and Jillian were also at the game and uh, that ginger Brandon Whedon threw an underhand <laughs> pass. That was the, the six, best. Six. He's running out of bounds <laughs> uh, and he just yeah. throws
1: it into the. One of my
0: favorite <laughs> moments. <laughs> uh,
1: Brandon Whedon, what a classic, what a classic Browns quarterback that, right there. Don't wish you wish Jack... you could go back?
0: That and your Uncle Jack singing the Lions fight song for a whole group of guys and being called gay immediately after. (laughs) (laughs) But they said I had a good voice. (laughs) It was pretty gay.
3: (laughs) Why didn't you get the number? It sounded like he would take you out. Yeah,
0: get the digits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right well joe thanks for
1: coming on uh and entering the lions Done. uh you're our first of the season so congrats on hey, that do we have any predictions honor. on this game yeah what What are your predictions for this fourth <laughs> preseason game
0: we like to get I a think, good. Uh, my prediction is uh one day after the game there's going to be 27 total cuts <laughs>
1: Well, that well does, I mean, that's bold. pretty solid. Bold's prediction yeah. Yeah, it is a bold that's prediction. Both ways. It's a sad prediction.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, <what else> it's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, yeah. who's playing on either side? Can you name uh, anybody? <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Not that on one the guy. That, I can't even name one on the That Browns. one
3: guy you saw working at your local Jewel. Yeah. He, yeah, He's, yeah, he's right. getting his shot at the
1: big <laughs> show. Yeah. Uh, Three to see. two. Three
3: to two.
0: Yeah, yeah, Browns, <laughs> Browns uh, 11, and Lions, uh, uh, let's go with 19.
3: Oh, okay. Don't we I put like that it. evil on us, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> 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 We're losing this thing. <laughs> All right, well, we want to thank All Joe guys. for
1: coming on uh, as thanks the Lions Joe. play the, the the Browns this week for the last preseason game. Good luck thanks,
0: Joe. to your Browns All for thanks, the, guys. the Good rest luck. of the season. All right, we'll,
1: Joe. we'll meet him in the Super Bowl.
0: Sounds good. I'm not watching with you guys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Take care. All right, thank you.
1: Right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening to this week's podcast. As the Lions um, preseason wraps up and the regular season starts to ramp up, we're going to have a big, big preview podcast and predictions for the regular season next week, and we'll also maybe have some additional comments about any surprise cuts and things of that nature. We want to thank Joe for coming on and entering the Lions then. Um, the first time this season, that's, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite segments that we do. I just love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but if you like what you hear, please subscribe, please leave a review, um, on Apple or any, you know, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, but please, if you like it, please follow us on Instagram, drinking the blue Kool-Aid or on Twitter at dtkb uh, underscore lions pod. Or DTBK (laughs) underscore Lions pod. Apologies. So, thank you everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. And last but not least, as always, Go Go Lions!
2: Lions! Forward down the field A charging team that will not yield And when the blue and
1: silver wave Stand and cheer the brave Rock, rock, rock Go hard, win the game With honor, you will keep your fame Down the field and gain
3: Alliance victory Go. Go!